Welcome to Union Power Coaching. Piecing purpose and strength together. Hello, one and all. Mike Turnpenny here and welcome back to the Union Power Coaching Podcast. Today, I would like to begin by thanking everyone who has watched the Reflection of Acceptance video on YouTube and Instagram and for the comments and messages about it. If you've not seen it yet, please do check it out. I enjoyed ever so much working on it and the response has really, really meant so much to me and I'm really, really pleased that you've watched it and that you're enjoying it. It was a great fun to put together and the meaning of it for me is something very, very important and something very, very powerful. So please do search for it on my Instagram page at Union Power Coaching or through YouTube, Union Power Coaching or Union Power Coaching Reflection of Acceptance. Thank you ever, ever so much. Today, I will be talking about burnout. Burnout is is something that I think we've all experienced in one way or another. And I think in many ways, it can also be quite inevitable at times. And that isn't to sound pessimistic. It's more the case of, I think, by accepting that there will come a time where we need to stop. It's actually really helpful and in my case, I'm the sort of person that is go, 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 go all the time and until I can't go anymore, which I think for me is why meditation has been something so beneficial for me as I'm doing something and nothing simultaneously when I sit down to meditate. Nothing in the sense that I'm sat down and I'm not thinking about anything and something in the sense of the act of meditation as an activity. So I'm trying a lot more these days to feel more comfortable and not guilty by taking time out as I I know how beneficial it is to me and that there's nothing to feel guilty about by not doing something if everything that needed to be done has now been done, you know, like sitting down and just taking time out, whether it's to read or whether it's just to watch TV in my downtime, I find it really difficult to do that. And it's something I'm really, really trying to work on or work towards doing a lot more of because to avoid burnout for me is something that I've had it several times in the past in many different ways, you know, more severe cases and less severe cases. And maybe you can hear in my voice today, like this week I've had a bit of a a less productive week where my body said to me, hey, you know, you've been you've been go, 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 go. It's time to stop. It's time to relax. There's there's no need to to keep going. There's nothing else you need to do. Everything you've needed to do has been done. Now you can just take that time to do whatever you want or to do nothing at all. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if, as I said um, a second ago in the intro, that burnout is maybe inevitable to some degree, how can we at least do our best to avoid it or to not become totally burned out? Because if like me, where you always feel like you need to be doing something, eventually when we burn out, we will have no choice but to spend a few days on the sofa watching Breaking Bad for the 10th time. You know, that's a true story. (laughs) It seems to be my go-to series whenever I'm uh, feeling like I need to catch up on on some rest. So firstly, we need to look at what can cause burnout. This can include if maybe our values aren't being honored, if we've got an unrealistic workload, feeling a lack of control in our lives, maybe an imbalance between the effort we put in against the reward that we get out of something And also if we're feeling inadequately supported by maybe our professional or our personal networks. Maybe some of these sound familiar. I know that for me they do, or definitely at least in the past, these are things that have 
been familiar to me in the past or I've experienced burnout. And, you know, the thing is, not all of these things are within our grasp of control, you know, like we can't make people be more supportive. And depending on our bosses, we can't control our workload, though that isn't to say that we shouldn't try. It's not to say we shouldn't try because at times, you know, our pride doesn't want people to know that we don't understand something properly or that we can't cope with the quantity of tasks being asked of us. So like when we're learning new things, it's only natural there's going to be a time where nothing makes any sense. And this can make us feel like a fish out of water and totally overwhelmed. And and with the fear of looking like we don't understand something, we do our best to like fake it till we make it, you know, like we read blogs of how to do something or watch YouTube tutorials of how to do something. And sadly, this doesn't always lead us to the right answers, though. And in the process can be more physically and mentally exhausting. So this is why we have to give people the chance to help us in every area of life in in many senses. But focusing obviously today on burnout, if we don't speak out, no one will be able to answer the questions we have and no one's going to be able to offer us the help that we need. My lovely wife recently started um, not only a new job, but a new career altogether. And she's been totally amazed at the support and how supportive her bosses and her colleagues have been when she's had, you know, queries or if she's not been too sure about what she needs to do, because for her in the past, it's not something that she's used to. So she was so hesitant to reach out, but needless to say, she was obviously really, really glad that she did. I too myself have had incredible colleagues in previous jobs. About 10 or so years ago, I was going through some some personal problems and I did speak to, to my boss and to the, the, the owners and he took me for a beer. The director of the company took me for a beer and he explained to me that he'd been through not the same, but similar challenges in his lives and that, that I needn't worry as he and the company would support me. So if we don't ask, you know, we don't get, I, I remember what he said to me. He said to me, you know, we've all, we've all had our demons or we've all got our demons or words to that effect. And this, you know, this could apply good or bad. We might never know how helpful someone can be or how helpful someone might want to be. But also we might also never really confirm with ourselves that we have to look at alternative ways to get support if it isn't maybe immediately around us. You know, sadly, not every company, friend or relative will be great at offering support or advice. And in these cases, we, we do need to look elsewhere. So maybe it's a specific colleague who is willing to help or maybe a certain friend who's had similar experiences or maybe a mentor or maybe a coach that we can speak with. There's always a way. We just have to narrow down our options to find which which way is going to serve us the best. Because by suffering in silence, you know, sitting in the middle not knowing who can or who can't support us in the best way is only going to add more stress. It's kind of like, you know, when we're scared to open an envelope with our exam results or scared to open an email that's got the yes or no from a job interview. The answer is there waiting for us, but we just have to be the ones to seek it. Burnout, it's not going to vanish on its own. It only gets worse unless we fix the root cause that is that is causing it to begin with. Otherwise, we're just going to further harm ourselves, you know, mentally and physically going forwards. So I've put together here a list of ways that I try to avoid or at least minimize burnout, all whilst adding things into my day-to-day life that will hopefully eliminate the root causes as well. So 
Please let me know in the comments or through social media at Union Power Coaching if you have any other ways that you find really helpful to minimize burnout or how you can recover from burnout. So number one, recognize our symptoms of burnout. So by recognizing the symptoms that we feel before officially burning out can really help us nip in the bud before it gets too bad or gets the better of us. So I had a few days recently where I wasn't feeling at my best and it wouldn't have been necessary perhaps had I paid more attention to my symptoms. So for myself, I always ache in my legs when I'm overtired or overstressed. I've got no idea why I, I always have. It's my legs are the first thing where I start to feel it. It's almost like my legs are telling me that they can't hold me up and my problems any longer or my stress up any longer. My legs start to feel really kind of like shaky and jelly and it's like, take a load off, calm down, sit down and get some rest. And as well as this, I can sometimes feel lightheaded when I close my eyes. It's like we're so busy that we don't realize how tired we are until we get into bed. We've, we've all experienced that, right? Where we've worked a lot or we've done a lot of physical activity, physical exercise. And because it's been just like so on the go, it's only when our head hits the pillow and we just fall asleep, like instantly we go, wow, like I was so tired yesterday. I had no idea until I actually had the chance to stop. So for me, it's kind of like that when I close my eyes, you know, like I'm actually able to see with more clarity. It's amazing how it's amazing how blinded we can sometimes be with everything right in front of us. You know, we've got our eyes open, everything's there, but we're so blinded. But when we shut our eyes and we can't see what's in front of us, our body can say to us, hey, like, this is the real situation. You really need to take a take a rest, you know, just stop what you're doing and just and just get that rest that you need because we really shouldn't sacrifice our health, you know, by trying to deal with everything on our own or thinking that we can do a few more things before we stop. We're going to be of no use to ourselves or anyone if we're totally fatigued. And in my case, as I said, you know, I like to be doing things all the time and there's nothing worse for me when I literally have to sit down or lay down for a day or two as I'm unable to do anything due to being so tired and burnt out. We really need to put our health first ahead of our pride and our egos every single time because if you want to be doing something, you need the energy to do it. Otherwise, we'll have no choice but to just have to stop. That's not the point we want to reach. No, it's not the case of burning that candle until the wick completely disappears. It's about self-preservation, preserving our energy, preserving ourselves to be productive and to be useful to ourselves and to other people. So the second thing I want to mention is scheduling free time and exercise. So as I've, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, for me, like meditation is such a good way to take a break. And, you know, during the week as well, twice a week, I take a piano lesson. Uh, when I lived in Costa Rica, I would just aimlessly maybe ride my bike for 30 minutes or an hour just to kind of break up the day, get that time for myself, give my mind the time to process what it needs to process and get rid of what it doesn't need. You know, it's kind of like, it's like our body. If you think of the mind, like digesting information, digesting things, the body, you know, excuse me for being graphic, but the body takes what it needs and it gets rid of what it doesn't need. And we need to let our mind do the same. We have to give our mind the same opportunity. And we can only do that by, by taking a step back from what we're doing. So as I mentioned for me, meditation, uh, taking a, some kind of class, piano lesson in my case, or riding a bike and just letting our mind retain what it wants to retain and get rid of what is no longer of use to us. And by pre-planning these activities to break up the day, 
we're more likely to stop, you know, because if we've made a commitment to doing something, we're more likely to go, okay, now it's the time to take that walk. Now it's the time to, you know, go and read my book in, in the coffee shop. I, I definitely agree that spontaneity is something really, really important, but I also believe that it's hard to be spontaneous if we don't have plans. Now that sounds really like counterintuitive, but what I mean is like, it's not really spontaneous if you've got nothing planned because you had nothing planned. Spontaneity might be like, okay, I was going to go and read my book in the coffee shop, but my friend just called and invited me for lunch. Like, I'm going to go and do that instead. That will replace that. By having these things in our mental diary or a physical diary to do them during the week, we are dedicating time to letting ourselves recharge and refresh. And it doesn't even have to be an activity, you know, like you could you can say to yourself, I'm going to stop and listen to a podcast for 15 minutes. I'm going to take a 15 minute power nap. Naps are really, really useful. If you're feeling tired and you can take a nap, take a nap. I mean, there's a difference between a nap and sleep. You know, I've got a few friends that oh, I had a great nap yesterday. I was like, oh, how long, how long for? You know, three hours. I'm like, that's not, <laughs> that's not a nap, that's sleep. I read somewhere recently and I, I won't quote it because I'm not, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was along the lines of between 10 and 20 minutes is optimal. It's the optimal time to recharge yourself. I actually did this uh, a couple of days ago before my piano lesson. I finished work at one, I had my lunch, my piano lesson starts at three and around like two o'clock I was like, you know what? And I feel like I need to just take that quick nap. So I set my alarm for 20 minutes and it was perfect. I woke up and I felt completely like rejuvenated and ready to, to start something else. So like I say, it doesn't have to be an activity. You can you know, stop and have a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, listen to some music, whatever it is that's going to give you that opportunity. So you know, don't forget, we, we are creatures of habit, but we, we have to be the ones who cultivate and decide what these habits are. And as for exercise, again, you know, this also can sound counterintuitive, right? Because you'd think that exercising would make us more tired. But cardiovascular exercise actually decreases our stress and our worries and increases our well-being and will stave off that exhaustion that we feel. So it, it's a really good way of taking focus away from our mind and to focus on our bodies. It gives the mind time to unwind and become less clustered. And it gives our endorphins you know, that, that chance to get pumping around our body to make us sharper, to make us more alert. And in truth, I can't think of a time when I've ever regretted exercising. Perhaps I've regretted over-exercising on a few occasions. Um, not often. I'm, I'm usually quite diligent with, with how much exercise. You know, I, I schedule 30 minutes to an hour every day. And that has been a really good way to give me that boost, you know, a really good mood boost as well. And even on the days when I take it lightly, voluntarily, or maybe if I'm not feeling 100%, I'll still do at least a 10 or 15 minute stretching routine because I think it's a really good way, firstly, to keep that habit going. And it's also really important, I think, to keep the body moving. You know, when the body stops for too long, it's hard to get it going again. So first, as I say, just kind of to keep that good habit going. If you want to exercise every day, it doesn't have to be like a, a powerful hour or two hours. Just keeping that in the diary, you know, like I exercise every day. So even if it, even if it means today I'm doing 15 minutes of, of just light stretching, that will remind me that I, it's really important to do this. So the third thing I want to mention is harmony over balance and pursuing our passions. So 
I can't take credit for that beautiful wording of harmony over balance. I read something recently where they were talking about how the expression work-life balance isn't really fair because let's be honest, most of us work more hours per day than we have free hours. So it said how finding harmony over balance is a better way for us to think about it because the way I interpret this and the way I like to think about this is it's similar to quality over quantity. If we're not making the most of our free time, it's only natural that we're going to feel quite bitter towards our work time. And this is why it's really important that in that free time, we are pursuing our passions in whatever way we can. So by getting that quality time in those areas of our life that are going to benefit our growth, the quantity of time we spend on the other areas of life, it's not going to feel quite so heavy. We will feel that harmony because we can't maybe correct the amount of time but if we know that, you know what, when I finish my my six-hour day, my nine-hour day, I'm really going to have some great quality time doing the things that are really, really important to me. And I think another way that we can find this harmony is by, by learning how to say no. I think this is something really, really important because if we're constantly saying yes to other people, we end up saying no to ourselves all the time. And when we take a moment to, to reevaluate our priorities we will see that we've been neglecting and not honoring what's important to us. And we've not been dedicating too much time to ourselves. And we all want to be helpful and we all want to be kind and say yes and help other people, right? But there's nothing wrong with saying to someone something like, I'm really sorry, I, I can't help with this at this time because I've got something else I need to do. Or like, thanks for thinking of me, but I have other plans. It's really important that we realize that it's not rude because let's be honest, people say no to us, right? But I don't feel offended if someone says to me, oh, hey, Mikey, I can't meet you for, for coffee because I've already got plans or I've got to do this or, you know, I, I do this activity on this day. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, next time. And it goes straight over my head and I, I don't think about it. We need to give ourselves that same respect. When we say no to other people, if we're sincere and we're honest, they're going to have no problem with it and they're going to respect us for being honest with them. The fourth thing I want to mention is a change of environment or short breaks and holidays. You know, I was speaking to someone recently and they were telling me how they really weren't enjoying their job and they, and they couldn't wait to leave as soon as they could because they'd been in a really long period of like stress and unhappiness. Unfortunately, over the next few weeks or a month, they would actually resign from their work and find a new job. And the interesting thing was when we were speaking during their two week notice period, they only started to speak positively about their job and the people that they work with. And they said to me that now that they knew they were leaving, all of a sudden, all of that stress and frustration they used to have just like melted away. And they were able to look more positively ahead and positively at the people and the situation around them. And I think it's the same feeling we have when we have these little breaks or holidays ahead of us. It can help put everything else into some kind of perspective where, you know, we start to think, we are worth our time. We may not always be able to make as much time as we would like to, but if we do what's important and enjoyable to us, its value will outweigh everything else, right? So, of course, we can't always take holidays. You know, like it would be great if we could just go, you know what, I'm feeling a bit stressed, I'm feeling a bit burnt out, I'm going to take a two-week vacation in, you know, I don't know, uh, Mexico City or something. But we can make small changes. You know, it doesn't have to be a great vacation. It can be a small change. And 
I feel like the environment where we become stressed will hold that energy. It's almost like smoke in a room. Like if you burn toast and the smoke in the kitchen, it won't clear until you open the doors and open the windows. And I feel like we need to open the windows for ourselves to let that smoke clear sometimes, to let that stress clear. And the same can be said for stressful energies as well, because those stressful energies will linger around and we have to be the ones to decide, I'm going to walk away and let this kind of settle before I come back to it. Because if we stay there, it won't go anywhere. And it almost like just wraps itself around us. And I often joke with my wife that it's like in the film E.T. where, you know, when E.T. is drunk or sick, the boy Elliot has the same symptoms. I feel like if my wife or I, if one of us is having a challenging time, the other one is going to go through a similar experience with them due to the atmosphere because we share a living space together. You know, we live together and we we work at home together and that atmosphere will like float from the lounge where I where I work into the office where my where my wife works. And this can also be said at like at a distance with some people, you know, like where we feel like something isn't right, even if we can't put our finger on it. Like maybe like me, you've woken up one day and you felt joy or sadness, but you've not known why. Later to find out some good or some bad news from a friend or a family member. My friend Nick Barrett that I met um, on a meditation course in 2018, he will refer to this as synchronicity, you know, that we develop with some people that we're close to where our energies will travel between each other. And it's something really, really amazing. But obviously it's something that is stronger when you're sharing a space, like that office tension, if like a boss is angry and you hear them shouting at a colleague, there is that like thick layer of like tension and stress, like a cloud above everybody. But the same as if the boss comes in with a box of donuts, all of a sudden like everyone's having a party at work and being a lot more productive. So when we are feeling this energy, this kind of smoke-filled room, depending on like the time and budget, we can go down the road to a park or to a friend's house or, you know, away for a weekend in or around the city where we live or the town where we live. Or if we are lucky, why not go to another country? Why not, why not go to Mexico City? You know, because by planning these big or these small breaks does give us something to look forward to and it reassures us when we're beginning to feel a little overwhelmed with with life or whatever's happening around us that we do have a place to go you know we have somewhere to go to be to to freshen up to refresh ourselves and re-energize ourselves and as I say you haven't got to go far just pop down the road to that park you know go up the road to that coffee shop that you like or plan something a little bit different at the weekend and the last thing, number five, I want to talk about is how we should trust ourselves. You know, we we will know what decisions are best for us. And, and sometimes that might mean letting certain people in our lives go and getting out of certain toxic situations and certain toxic relationships. Removing negative people from our lives or removing negative things from our lives, it allows more room for positives. And that is the best medicine for us to fill our days, fill our lives with positivity. We know ourselves better than anybody and we know when we're feeling less than 100%. So there's no need to pressure ourselves to feel better quickly. I'm not saying we should milk it and, you know, be be tired or ill for two weeks or a month and not do anything. But by pressuring a recovery time is adding more stress. So if we're already feeling stress, the last thing we want to do is add a further stress, further pressure, 
because by rushing our recovery time won't make it go any quicker and if anything it will prolong it more than anything else because we're adding that stress and I want to feel better I want to feel better why don't I feel better yet you know I was hoping I'd feel much better by now than I I actually am we need to be understanding in these situations and, and really really kind to ourselves and you know when we find ourselves in these situations we need to let the healing time take the time that it needs and we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people either because if it takes someone less time than us to to recover that's because we're different people you know the same as we shouldn't judge other people if it takes them longer to recover than us. And we shouldn't worry what other people are thinking about us either. Because if we focus on, oh, you know, what are they thinking? We will always create negatives. No one no one in the history of humankind has ever thought, oh, I wonder what my boss is thinking. He's probably thinking that Mike is genuinely not very well and he's recovering at home. We won't tell ourselves that story. We're just going to tell ourselves, oh, I bet he thinks I'm faking it. I bet he thinks that he could find someone better for this job. We don't need to worry about what other people are thinking. The more we focus on ourselves, the quicker we will get better. We really, really need to treat ourselves with more care and more respect because it's the least that we deserve, right? Thank you so, so much for coming back today for another episode of the Union Power Coaching Podcast. Please do also let me know your methods of how you beat or how you recover from burnout. Don't forget, please, also to like, subscribe and share this podcast. It really does mean so, so much to me. Until next week for the midweek meditation. So please stay happy, stay well, stay kind to yourselves. Goodbye. For more details about transformation coaching, mindfulness and yoga classes, please visit unionpowercoaching.com.